The question is, can I settle down and uh, and sweep away ignorance in this podcast by stirring things up in this podcast? What? You can sweep away ignorance? Uh, well, if I don't hit a stumbling block... Uh, but uh, wisdom is pouring into this podcast. But what if wisdom is pouring into this podcast from the beloved saint of God? Uh, really? I don't see how it could be. Well, let's just read the quotes and see if they <laughs> see if there's any inside of Rumi. I'm. This is a uh, Rumi. Read at daylight, roomy daylight, uh, in the day, in the day, the, a day book of spiritual guidance. Yeah, I'm trying to get some spiritual guidance uh, by reading roomy quotes. Oh, everybody does that, yeah. So, page 72. By God's hand, every impossible thing is made possible in awe of him. The unruly settle down to doing a podcast, uh, reading a Rumi quote. The cause of narrow-mindedness is multiplicity. The senses are drawn in many directions. Yeah. So, the cause of my being narrow-minded is just the multiplicity. <laughs> oh, so wait a minute. So why diversified? Uh, the, your your uh, multiplicity of philosophies and experiences and the multiplicity of ethnic groups in New York and stuff has drawn your senses in many directions and is the cause of my narrow-mindedness. Wait a minute. I thought... Uh, I thought that your exposure to many cultures and ethnic groups and literature and philosophy and religions would be a cause of not narrow-mindedness. Yeah, yeah, that's confusing. Huh? He says, the cause of narrow-mindedness is multiplicity. The senses are drawn in many directions. Oh, I, I suppose it's just my being scatterbrained and doing too many different things and shopping and too many stores and having too many sports and too many activities. He says, know that the world of unification lies beyond sense. If you want unity, march in that direction. Oh, he's just saying do meditation, I guess. He's saying, I think the sense world is drawing you in many directions and yeah, it's your eyeballs that do it. Um, if you were to close your eyes and do meditation. Oh, okay, that's what he means, yeah. What he's saying in Masnavi Book 1, line 3099, The cause of narrow-mindedness is multiplicity. The senses are drawn in many directions. Know that the world of unification lies beyond sense. If you want unity, march in that direction. So he's just saying, do marching, uh, march into meditation. Yeah, you should make, uh, 
You could have your five charged names or your mantras to marching while you're in meditation, okay? Hmm. All right, that makes sense, I guess. In the presence of his glory, closely watch your heart. Yeah, I have to watch out. Oh. Yeah, you have not controlled and your thoughts are wandering around and they get you in trouble. In the presence of his glory, closely watch your heart so your thoughts won't shame you. For he sees guilt, opinion, and desire as plainly as a hair in pure milk. Book 1, 3144. Someone with a clear and empty heart. Yeah, I'm just... Uh, I don't trying to figure out if I'm clear and empty in this podcast. Uh, yeah, I have to empty out to be able to do the podcast. I, I, I have to be empty. It's the same thing as meditation. I have to be clear and empty. Yeah, I have to empty it out. And, yeah, why don't you keep it empty? And why, why don't you keep your apartment at your wife is trying to declutter it and why don't you help out a little bit what's all this junk around here yeah someone with a clear and empty heart mirrors images of the invisible he becomes intuitive and certain of our inmost thought he becomes intuitive because the faithful are a mirror for the faithful book one three thousand one hundred forty six Hmm. To come empty-handed to the door of friends is like going to the mill without wheat. Yeah, he's saying you should take something. Uh, when you go to somebody's house, uh, you shouldn't go empty-handed. You, you should take... Yeah, uh, why don't you take them something? You just don't show up. Uh, yeah, that's customary, though. Uh, to bring something to... To uh, uh, when you go to somebody's house, uh, to come empty under the door, friends, is like going to the mill without flour, without wheat. Book one, three thousand one hundred seventy-one, and he says, "Stir up a little, stir a little, like the fetus, that you may be given the senses to behold the light." Hmm. Stir a little, like the fetus. He's saying, stir up things in this podcast. Don't just read the quotes as given, but uh, try to stir up uh, trouble in this podcast. Yeah. Book 1, 3180. What is the mirror of being, non-being? Hmm. Huh. The mirror of being is non-being. Huh. Bring non-being as your gift. Oh, okay, I'm going to... When I go to empty-handed, uh, wait a minute, are you going to bring non-being as a gift to the door of friends? Yeah, if you are not a fool. Oh, so if I'm not a fool, I'm going to come empty-handed. And, uh, oh, yeah, okay, book one, 3,201. Hmm. Yeah, and you claim that you, uh, is that like coming, well, let's see what it says. 
Anyone not flying to the Lord of Glory must suppose himself perfect. Huh. Anyone not flying to the Lord of Glory must suppose himself perfect. Yeah, I guess by, uh, by not sitting in meditation in a way, you suppose yourself to be perfect. Because you know, let's say perfect, uh, let's say meditation is the ultimate form of self-improvement. Oh, okay. So anyone not flying to the Lord of glory in meditation must suppose himself perfect. There is no worse sickness for the soul of you who are proud than this pretense of perfection. Yeah, I have a pretense that uh, that I like. They'll say, uh, ask me to go to church or something, but I'll say, well, why should I go? Because I am already a saint. Uh, yeah, if I'm already a saint, then I don't need any more improvement. <laughs> And I wouldn't have to do meditation. <laughs> of you who are proud, then this pretense of perfection, the eye and heart and eyes must bleed a little before self-complacency falls away. Yeah, I, I become a little too self-complacent, I suppose. And uh, I have to do longer meditation. Book 1, 3213. Can the water of a polluted stream clear out the dung? Yeah. How am I able to clear out, uh, clean the kitchen? Oh. Can human knowledge sweep away the ignorance of the sensual self? Yeah, I don't know. Can my human knowledge of just a bunch of books sweep away the ignorance of the sensual self? Yeah. I don't know if I can just use the religious books to sweep away the ignorance of the sensual self. Yeah. I don't know. I can't. I don't know if I can be uh, just sensuous and follow the path of the sensual senses and be extroverted and then sweep it away with a bunch of with a book, bunch of religious books. Well, you can't. No. I don't know if I can just use the Quran and the Bible to sweep away the ignorance of the sensual self. How does a sword fashion its own hilt? Go and trust the cure of this wound to a surgeon. For flies will gather around the wound until it can't be seen. These are your selfish thoughts and all your dream of owning. Yeah, I've been dreaming of owning like a new Prius and stuff. And, uh, and uh, my mind is not, I haven't been able to sweep away the ignorance of the sensual self. These are your selfish thoughts. Yeah, I... All I do is think about what I want and my selfish stuff and, and all my swim gear and the stuff that I'm going to take to the beach. and uh, Yeah, and you've got new, like, uh, tape for your tennis racket. And didn't you get... Uh, oh, yeah, and you've got those... Uh, what, those clear mesh bags for your take your gear to the swimming pool. These are your selfish thoughts and all you dream of owning. The wound is your own dark hole. Yeah, and I've wounded myself and made my third eye dark uh, with all my sensual self. 
Can the water of a polluted stream clear out the dung? Can human knowledge sweep away the ignorance of the essential self? How does the sword fashion its own ilt? Go and trust the cure of this wound to a surgeon. Yeah, I need to entrust uh, the stu my stupidity to a spiritual master. Uh, so, for the flies will gather around the wound until it can't be seen. These are your spiritual thoughts and all you dream of owning. The wound is your own dark hole. Book 1, 3,221. God has made reputation heavy. Huh. As a thousand pounds of iron. Yeah. Yeah, you've got this reputation you claim to be an ironsmith. Uh, yeah, I, I was my when I was a smith, I was an ironsmith. That's like a blacksmith or something. Uh, God has made reputation heavy as a thousand pounds of iron. So many are bound in that unseen chain. Pride and lack of faith block the doorway of repentance. Yeah. My doorway to repentance is due to my pride and lack of faith. I think that I'm... Yeah, you claim, you claim you are already a saint, so... That has blocked the doorway of repentance so that the one in separation can't even utter a sigh. God said, quote, We have put chains around their next, next chin high and forced them to lift their heads. Those chains aren't put on us from outside. Book one, 3,248. Your earthly beloved eclipses the face of the divine. Your worldly guide speaks louder than the words of your true spiritual guide. Many are the unbelievers who long for submission, but their stumbling block is reputation and pride and continual desires. Yeah. So, yeah, my stumbling block in this podcast is my continual desires and my stumbling, I'm stumbling in this podcast because I have all these outside desires and stuff and I'm thinking, uh, yeah, are you going to the swimming pool or are you going to the, for the beach this weekend? And I thought you were going to look for a camping trip or something and the stumbling block is reputation, plus there's my reputation and pride. I'm, yeah, you think that you're too good. Huh? Yeah, I'm better than everybody around, and I'm, uh, I'm too good for any social contact with anybody, hardly. Oh, really? Are you better than your friend in tennis? How come he beat you then? Okay. Oh, my God. <laughs> Yeah, he beat you, like, pretty badly. Well, yeah, that's true. It was like six to one. That's pretty bad. Yeah, what happened with you? Where's your reputation and where's your pride? How could you lose that much by claiming you're a, a tennis pro? That's You have really stumbled. Yeah. Your earthly beloved eclipses the face of the divine. Your worldly guide speaks louder than the words of your true spiritual guide. Many are the unbelievers who long for submission, but their stumbling block 
is reputation and pride and continual desires. Oh, God, how am I going to get rid of desire? Well, you could maybe listen to the music of the spheres or do meditation. I know you get some relief from them when you do meditation. Yeah. Oh, you mean you're satisfied already in the morning? Yeah. Why don't you achieve complete satisfaction in meditation first thing in the morning so you can cut down on your continual desires? Book 1, 3245. Hmm. Alright, I will do that. Hmm. Oh. oh, you made it. Thank you, Amor. Amor? You gonna make Daisy Junior now, or you make you're making Daisy Junior? You have, you have champions, or what's the plans to do? Sí. We have any plans? No. Oh, I don't know. I don't know. We'll do plans now, starting. Okay. All right. Thank you. No. I'll be done in a moment. Huh? I'll be be finished in a minute. In one minute. Huh. Uh, thank you. Uh, mm, mm. Oh, brother. Quote, This wisdom is pouring into you from the beloved saint of God. Yeah, it's been pouring into me from the beloved saint of God. Which saint is that? Huh? From your guru, or is is wisdom? I thought you were gonna accumulate wisdom, and uh, what happened? <laughs> wisdom is pouring into you from the beloved saint of God. You've only borrowed it. Oh my God, I've only borrowed it. Yeah, I thought I had it, but it seems that I've only borrowed it. Although the house of your heart is lit from inside, huh? But you are lit up a bit. And even though you borrowed this book, yeah, this is a library book, so. That light is lent by a luminous neighbor. Give thanks. Don't be arrogant or vain. Pay attention without self-importance. It's sad that this borrowed state has put religious communities far from the religious communion. Huh. Yeah, a lot of times religious communities are... Are actually very far from religious communion because, like I've said, uh, this one church I went to, I they 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 called this guy they called them that they call Venezuela the shouting country, and I was thinking this church was like the shouting church, because they think that the louder you shout and the more you amplify your praise of God that uh, you can actually pound the stuff into your head uh, yeah they try to use volume I guess though I, I've been thinking that silent prayer silent meditation is the way to religious communion I but they more what's hugo oh I gotta drink my hugo oh you have chocolate. Oh, thank you very much.
Pero se lo toma David. Mo just move it. Ayer me tocó botar un poco de chocolate. Well, what's poco chocolate? O sea, tirar, tirar chocolate. What happened to the chocolate? Hmm. Well, so at least I have have a fresh squeezed orange juice. Well, that's something. Uh, what I was saying that uh, that they. That maybe a bar that these organized religions are are actually suppressing religious communion by making a lot of noise with their shouts and stuff. Yeah. More, where are you going? Oh, you're doing, she's doing, a, she's doing silent uh, prayer, I guess. So. Our brother, wisdom is pouring into you from the bow of the saint of God. You've only borrowed it, although the house of your heart is lit from inside. That light is lent by a luminous neighbor. Give thanks. Don't be arrogant or vain. Yeah, I have to. I have a problem with that, huh? What happened? I'll take that out. Hmm. I read some Luke in the Bible. Oh, I could show you the ones I read in the Bible. You have this one? Which one you're reading? Hmm. Yeah, don't be arrogant and vain just because she, one person reads just the Bible and you read like, you you read the Quran, the Bible, and the Quran, and the Polycanon, and you read uh, Soaster, and you read Jewish stuff, and you Don't be arrogant and vain about it. Okay, pay attention without self-importante. Now I'm going to try to pay attention to this podcast without self-importance. Yeah. It is sad that this borrowed state has put religious communities far from the religious communion. Book 1, 3,255. Yeah, we're... I don't know if this podcast is far because the way I shout into it is far from religious communion. I'm the devoted slave of anyone who doesn't claim to have attained dining with God. Huh. Yeah, well, I claimed that I was uh, having tea with uh, each of the five gods of the five planes. I went to have tea. So he's not, Rumi is not devoted to me. I'm the de He says, I'm the devoted slave of anyone who doesn't claim to have attained dining with God. Though I claim to having tea with them, but I never said that I was having dinner with them. So, at every way station, many inns must be left behind before you reach your home. Hmm. Hmm. Yeah, I have to leave behind my, uh, my uh, reputation, I guess, in this podcast. Book one, 3,259. Hmm. A conceited podcaster sees someone's sin and the flames of hell rise up in him. Yeah, when I see, when I think critically of others, I, the flames of hell rise up in me. A conceited person 
sees someone sin, and the flames of hell rise up in him. He calls that hellish pride defense of the religion. Yeah, I'm in a way defending my meditation practice, but the hellish pride, but I have flamed the hell's flames of hell. He calls that hellish pride defense of meditation. He doesn't notice his own arrogant soul. Yeah, you flamed up uh, pride of meditation. You should really maybe just do meditation, okay? A conceited person sees someone's sin, and the flames of hell rise up in him. He calls that hellish pride defense of the religion. He doesn't notice his own arrogant soul. Book 1, 3,349, 7. Yeah, I didn't notice the arrogance of what I just said about uh, the shouting religion and being meditation was superior, silent, silent, silent meditation. Uh, what I was making claims that uh, being a isolated hermit doing silent meditation was superior to the shouting religion. Yeah. What happened tomorrow? Do you need a pencil? Do you need anything? I'm going to drink my chocolate. Did you have chocolate? Olga, you have a, you have the sticker. You want your sticker? Huh. Hmm. Thanks for the chocolate, by the way. Hmm. Everyone is a child. Hmm. When it comes to chocolate. Everyone is a child, except the one who's intoxicated with God. No one is an adult, except the one who is free from desire. Huh. Yeah, unless I'm free from desires, I'm not an adult. So, until I've cleared out all that stuff, that junk that keeps popping up, I would have to be considered a child. Yeah, I have to be clear and empty. And I have to have, I would have to have the apartment cleared out, with all the junk and decluttered and cleaned up, you know. Everyone is a child except the one who's intoxicated with God. No one is an adult except the one who is free from desire. Book 1, 3,430. Yeah, I could be ass laden with books. I know I have too many books, but I, tr I took some back to the library. God has said, like an ass laden with books... Knowledge that isn't from him is a burden. Like a woman's makeup, it doesn't last. Yeah. Yeah, when I learn uh, things from a book and I do quotations and I become a quotationist philosopher and I podcast a bunch of quotations, it's like a woman's makeup. It doesn't last. Yet I thought it did last. I thought this podcast would last. <laughs> Knowledge that from him that isn't from him is a burden. So maybe this is a this podcast is a burden. Like a woman's makeup, it doesn't last. When you carry the burden well, 
it will be lifted from you and replaced with spiritual joy. Beware, don't carry this burden selfishly. Control yourself, mountain ride, on the smooth-paced steed of knowledge. Let the burden fall from your shoulders. Yeah, I have to let go. Don't make this knowledge into a burden. What, what, I don't, but uh, wait a minute here. I like my books and, uh, but you're an ass laden with books. Well, I have the right to be an ass laden with books if I want to be. Yeah, I do have that right, but you shouldn't be arrogant about it and carry it around like a burden selfishly. Yeah. Yeah, you've been, uh, huh. Yeah, what am I going to do about that? <laughs> hmm. You'll just remain an ass laden with books, I guess. God has said, like, this podcaster is like an ass laden with books. Knowledge that isn't from him is a burden. Yeah, that knowledge that isn't from him. Yeah. The knowledge that I acquire that's not from the spiritual master on the upper higher planes is a burden. Like a woman's makeup, it doesn't last. When you carry the burden well, it will be lifted from you and replaced with spiritual joy. Beware, don't carry this burden selfishly. Control yourself. Mountain ride on the smooth-paced steed of knowledge. Let the burden fall from your shoulders. Book 1, 3448. Be cleansed of the self's features. And see your pure self. Behold within your heart all the sciences of the prophets without books and without a teacher. <laughs> this is like an anti book, I guess. Book one, but it's book one, 3460. You're reading anti books in a book, yeah. But I, what they call it, the uh, people of the book. I'm a person of the book. Yeah, yeah, you're typical of the people of the book. Yeah. He says, everyone is so afraid of death, but the real Sufis just laugh. Yeah. So I'm really just sort of laughing about this whole issue and the podcast and the books and this whole thing is a big joke. Everyone is so afraid of death, but the real Sufis just laugh. No, nothing tyrannizes their hearts. What strikes the oyster pearl doesn't damage the pearl. What strikes the oyster shell doesn't damage the pearl. <laughs> yeah, so the pearl, the, the essence of Rumi's teachings is getting through in this podcast. So... So the what strikes the stuff, the stupidity striking the oyster shell doesn't damage the truth in this podcast. Yeah. Book one, The prophet said, when you lay one finger over an eye, you see the world without the sun. One fingertip hides the moon, and this is a symbol of God's covering. The whole world may be hidden from view by a single point, and the sun may be eclipsed by a splinter. Close your lips and gaze on the sea within you. 
God made the sea subject to man. Book 1, 3,555. Just as your two eyes are under the control of the heart and subject to the Spirit's command, all five senses move as the heart directs. Hand and foot also move, like the staff in the hands of Moses. If the heart wills, at once the foot begins to dance, from neediness towards abundance. Yeah, if you get your heart... (laughs) In the right direction, it can move everything in it. So, yeah. Book 1, 3,562. Yeah, I was thinking of getting a Mac Air. Are you going to get one or just keep ruminating and with your continual desires for, for an Apple, Apple computer? Yeah. If the heart wills, the hand gathers. The fingers to write a book. <laughs> yeah, I guess if I'm going to write a book, uh, I was well, thinking I might need a Mac computer. So, Huh, if the heart wills, the hand gathers the fingers to write a book. Uh, huh. What, you need a pencil? Surely the heart is the real seal of Solomon and holds the reins of the senses. Five external senses are easy for it to manage. Five internal senses are also under its control. There are ten senses and seven limbs of the body. Recount to yourself what isn't mentioned here. Book one, 3,570. Yeah? Oh, yeah, I'm drinking it. I'm going to I'm gonna drink it right now. I'm drinking chocolate. It gets cold. It's still hot. No, it's still hot. Yeah, I, you. It's it, when it gets cold. It's no good. So the chocolatey. It's still caliente more. Thank you. But it's a good point that I should drink the chocolatey when I'm writing this book with the new. Are you gonna get a Mac? A Mac? A M two Mac? Back here. Isn't that a continual desire to write a book? Yeah, to do a podcast and to do. What about your poetry and your. You have these desires. <laughs> Whatever it is you wish to marry, go and absorb yourself in that beloved. Assume its shape and qualities. If you wish for the light, prepare yourself to receive it. If you wish to be far from God, Nourish your egotism, egoism, and drive yourself away. I guess if you wish to be far from God, you can nourish your egoism in this podcast and drive yourself away. If you wish to be far from God, nourish your egoism and drive yourself away. If you wish to find a way out of this ruined prison, don't turn your head away from the beloved, but bow and worship and draw near. Oh. Well, that makes sense, I guess. The ruined prison is the physical body. Book 1, 3,605. Mm-hmm. Hmm. He's, I'm going to, I could stop here and drink my chocolate. Hmm. Hmm. Everything except love of the most beautiful is really agony. Yeah.
So everything except love of the most beautiful is really agony, really. So then why don't you focus on love of the most beautiful? Why do you, why do you love just the plain beautiful and not the most beautiful? Well, yeah, okay. Well, I'm still looking at book one of Masnavi and Rumi, line 3684. Yeah, Rumi says, look at yourself, trembling, afraid of non-existence. Know that non-existence is also afraid. Yeah, I'm afraid of non-existence, I guess. And But I didn't know that non-existence was afraid of me. <laughs> yeah, I think the people, non-existent people in this podcast are afraid of you. Yeah. <clears throat> Look at yourself, trembling, afraid of non-existence. Yeah, in a way, I'm doing the podcast because I'm afraid that uh, I'll not exist if I don't do a podcast. I mean, after I'm dead, there, I would probably not exist. So, I'm afraid of non-existence if I don't do a podcast. Look at yourself trembling, afraid of non-existence. Know that non-existence is also afraid that God might bring it into existence. Yeah, God could bring me uh, uh, into or out of existence, etc. If you grasp at worldly dignities, it is from fear too. Yeah, and, uh, and uh, if I grasp at worldly dignities, it's from fear too. Everything except love of the most beautiful is really agony. It's agony to move towards death. And not drink the water of life. Uh, yeah, I guess every day that I'm not drinking my wife's uh, fresh squeezed orange juice. What? My otro cellular? Yours? Do I have yours? Does a bron have it or what's going on? Where is your otro, otro more? He's been having it. Well, I, I saw him, uh, I saw uh, Bron with your phone. Uh, I don't know more. Yeah, if, if your cell phone is taken out of existence, then uh, it could be agonizing if you lose your... Because I was saying uh, that I am my phone, yeah. I am, I'm really just uh, the content of this podcast on my phone. Yeah, okay. Well, yeah, and plus it's agonizing. From, I, I know I am moving towards death. Well, let's, let's face it, that must be true. I'm moving towards death. And if I do not drink the water of life... And where, when would I drink that water of life? What is it, later? Or is I going to procrastinate it? Or today? Or did I drink it this morning? Well, you sat in meditation, so. <laughs> but you just said that drinking your wife's uh, fresh-squeezed orange juice could, in a way, it's like uh, brought that water of life into existence. Yeah. Mm. 
its agony to move towards death and not drink the water of life. In other words, he's saying uh, it's agonizing to not do meditation. Okay. Yeah, it's really horribly painful to skip meditation. It, you should be so advanced that it's like, it should be agonizing to miss meditation. Okay, I get it. Uh, assuming that this podcast is in existence. <laughs> hmm. The fury lust is not diminished by indulging it, but inevitably by leaving it ungratified. Yeah, the the sex sex is like if you have sex, uh, you probably end up. If you have sex, you want to have more sex. Oh, really? Would so it? I thought you would be satisfied if you had sex. No, fury lust is not diminished by indulging it, but inevitably by leaving it ungratified. As long as you are laying logs on the fire, the fire will burn. Yeah. If you're uh, laying logs, uh, laying down, <laughs> if you keep it all burning, uh, it'll keep burning. When you withhold the wood, the fire dies, and God carries the water. Yeah, the fire dies out and of lust, and uh, God carries the, uh, uh, God will carry the, uh, uh, Oh, just up your spine to your third eye. God carries it? What are you talking about? Yeah, God will take the kundalini up from the base of your spine, up to the top, into your third eye, and break open your... He'll carry the water up into your third eye and break open your third eye. Book 137, 37.03. Through the worlds, though the worlds are 18,000 and more, not every eye can see. Now he's saying that they break down these five planes of existence into 18,000. Really? Well, I would think that there would be 18,000 sort of places that you could go and hang out on the higher planes. It's not just five planes, like you could subdivide it, I suppose. Though the worlds are 18,000 and more, not everyone, every eye can see them. Every atom is indeed a place of the vision of God. Wow, now every atom is indeed a place of the vision of God. But so long as it is unopened, who says, quote, there is a door? More. Book 137, 56, 56. Let's see who that is. Oh, Mar, it's it's Loudy. That was Loudy. Oh. Oh, on the phone. See? Yeah, that was Loudy. <sighs> that was Loudy. I'm reading from uh, Rumi's uh, Rumi Daylight, a day, a day book of spiritual guidance, 365 selections. Yeah, these like uh, these translators are like uh, quotation selection philosophers. In other words, what they've done, 
I guess they've done a good job of co- co- collecting, selecting quotations from Rome, because they have first some pretty good ones. So. Oh, there are they quotation selection philosophers. Yeah, they're quote selection. Uh, they're they're in the business of collecting selected quotes. These are selected quotes. I so. They selected him, and I selected this book to read. Okay, so you're a book selection selectionist uh, podcaster. Yeah, I get selections of quotes. I select bu- books that are selections of quotes to read. Okay. Oh, I get it. So, what's he, what's he say next? He says. Uh, when the time comes for the embryo to receive the spirit of life, at that time the sun begins to help. Yeah. This embryo is brought into movement, for the sun quickens it with spirit. From the other stars, this embryo received only an impression. Until the sun shone upon it, how did it become connected with the shining sun in the womb? By ways hidden from our senses, the way there, whereby gold is nourished, the way a common stone becomes a garnet, and the ruby red, the way fruit is ripened, and the way courage comes to one distraught with fear. That's oh, line, book one, thirty-seven, seventy-five. And this is interesting here, he says, Anger is a king over kings. Yeah. Okay, so the king over a king is anger. But anger once bridled may serve. Yeah, that was encouraging. Once my my wife's anger is bridled, it may serve me. Oh, is that a positive thinking about you? Is that a positive message? Yeah. Yeah, that's yeah. I have a thirty-seven ninety-nine wife. What's a thirty-seven ninety-nine wife? Well, that's one where once her idol anger is bridled, she may serve me. Oh, really? Well, okay. Anger is a king over gangs, but anger once bridled may serve. Is that a section thirty-seven ninety-nine? Yeah. Hmm. Yeah, exhausted I swam like uh, 17 laps, and what happened was I swam, uh, uh, I don't know why I didn't swim 20, it's sort of like uh, I decided to go swim to see where the kid was, and I'd just be, you get bored with swimming? That, that can't be, you're supposed to be swimming 50 laps, yeah, okay. Exhausted, yeah, well, I swam 17 laps, and later on, and yeah, it was rather hot, actually, and I played tennis, and and I came home and kind of collapsed. You were exhausted, yeah. Well, he says, night cancels the business of day. Inertia recharges the mind. Yeah, I came home, and I just laid on the bed, but, but the nighttime was canceling the business of day. Inertia recharges the mind. I had to recharge. Like, could barely move after the all the exercise. 
Sometimes that happens to me. Then the day cancels the night, and inertia disappears in the light. Though we sleep and rest in the dark, doesn't the dark contain the water alive? Be refreshed in the darkness. Oh, is that what you're doing in the darkness, is getting refreshed? <laughs> doesn't a moment of silence restore beauty to the voice? Yeah, that's what I was saying about those church people. It's a, doesn't a moment of silence restore beauty to the voice? Uh, yeah, they're like making some talking so much, and the the silent prayer is not long enough. Yeah, yeah, and I and even Jesus, he used to, after he he healed people and stuff, he he said, "Oh, I got to go out to the desert alone for a while." Opposites manifest through opposites in the black core of the heart. God created the eternal light of love. 3861. Uh, <laughs> <clears throat> yeah, and how do you make your apartment more livable in this podcast? I'm trying to get make people's make things more livable by this podcast, okay? He alone has the right to break, for he alone has the power to mend. He that knows how to sew together knows how to tear apart. Whatever he sells, he buys something better in exchange. Yeah, huh. He lays the house in ruins, then in a moment, he makes it more livable than before. Yeah. Are you making your place more livable? or I know you do clean it up at times, and your wife cleans it up, and declutters, and you try to declutter, and uh, I don't know if it's more livable. I guess so. When you throw out stuff. Huh? Poem 3882. 38, that's the end of book one of Maslami Selected Quotes. What? Hmm. Hmm. Hmm.